Father God, thank you for the CMU workshop. I know last year it was kind of up and down. We don't know what was up, but God, like I said last night, we're back and we're rearing to go for you. God, I pray that we can glorify you in all aspects of our life. God, whether it be in the real world or the online world, God, I just want to thank you for everything that you do in our lives, God. So I just want to praise your name, uh, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, all right, so um, this class, we were at our staff meeting, and we were planning classes, and I just suggested this class. And if you're ever in a meeting like that, like, don't suggest a class like this, because then it's like, hey, you're doing this class, so I am doing this class. Um, I think I have a little bit of strength and a whole lot of weakness. It, it doesn't make sense, but it does. Um, so everything I say in this class, uh, I'm saying as much to me as I am saying to you guys. And so the theme of cancel culture in our culture, um, uh, social media is part of our culture now. It's part of our world. And um, it's a tough place to live. Because uh, I could say, hello, how are you doing? And that's how I could mean it. But let's say we're at odds, because we always fight. That's kind of our relationship. But she thinks I'm really upset with her. Hey, how are you doing could turn into, hey, how are you doing? Right? Because it's written word, and we can't see. So it's super important that we check on this stuff, and we, are, we have it in check. So um, uh, something you need to know about me is I'm a huge sports fan. My guys, you know that, right? I, so we talk about sports all the time. Uh, I rep a few teams. I rep St. Louis Cardinals. Right? I rep the St. Louis Blues and Dallas Cowboys, right? And that's what you need to know about me. But, but hold on, just so I'm going I'm to do something. Hold on, just it'll be a second. That's all right. I am now a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. And no self-respecting Cowboys fan would ever be caught dead in a jersey like this. So you know that I am for real. I am a Cowboy, or a Eagles fan, <laughs> right? Hold on, I got more, hold on. I'm also, oh! I'm also a Cubs fan. Fly the W. Go Cubs. And no self-respecting Cardinals fan would ever be caught dead in a shirt like this. All right, but here's the one that maybe hurts my heart the most. I hope my undershirt doesn't come off with this one. Go Blackhawks. All right, I love going to the United Center and watching my beloved Blackhawks. You know they had a dynasty a few years ago? They won three Stanley Cups in five years. Isn't that awesome? Now, can I have my Cardinals jersey back, please? <laughs> no self-respecting Cardinals fan would ever be caught dead in something like this. I got go. I got go. This hurts my heart. All right. And in real life, we would never do that, right? We would never wear anything like this. But what about the online world? Hold on, I got one more button. About the online. I made a post this morning on Facebook. You guys see it? It says, this has gone unsaid for too long. Go Philadelphia Eagles, go Chicago Blackhawks, and most of all, go Chicago Cubs. It feels so good to finally be on the right side of family. Look at this. I got, I got text messages. I got multiple text messages from people. Multiple. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> hey, did you get hacked? And my favorite text I got was, help is on the way. <laughs> I don't know if this will pop up because I'm on airplane. Hold on. 
So I got gifts. Someone, TC is in danger. <laughs> Someone find, uh, dude, are you okay? I got Fredbird memes. Uh, these are my team now, fly the W. I'm just kind of egging it on, stop it. Michael Jordan, right? I feel like you just came out of the closet. <laughs> I would gladly welcome you to Cubs fandom. But did you smoke something on accident? Hmm, weird. I woke up this morning wanting to be a loser too. We should hang out. <laughs> we can invite Brian Strokehutter, a friend of ours, who's a Cubs fan, to show us their ways. Gross. LOL. Oh yeah, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, right? I'm a Mizzou fan. Why would I ever put that Jake sitting? Right? And so this is kind of how we go. We would never, ever, ever do this stuff in real life. And we would never, ever do this online. But you know I was clothed? I'm clothed with the Cardinals right now. That means I am linked to. And that means as a Cardinals fan, I want to represent Cardinals Nation to the best of my ability. And do you know what the Bible talks about, a lot about being clothed with something? It talks a whole lot about being clothed with something. You're clothed with Christ. When David gave, or Jonathan gave David his armor, he was passing on a blessing. When Elijah gave Elisha his cloak, he was passing on a blessing with God. When you wear the armor of God, you are clothed with God, you're united with God, and you should represent God because this life is a battle and you're going to need God's armor. Tons of, if you want a topical research for your quiet times, this is a good one. Go with the times that you're clothed with something or you share something like some kind of clothing with God. In Galatians 3.27, Galatians 3.27, and all of you who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So it says when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you die to yourself, you die to your old ways, and you are clothing yourself with Jesus Christ, the ultimate, the one who loves you, who gave up his life for you. You are now united with him. And the Bible says that we are to be an ambassador of the one that we are united with. That's in the real world, right, with the things that we wear here, but also on social media. And when I get on Facebook, and I, I'm, you guys know I'm on there a lot. All right, I'm going to get into part of the reason why I'm on there a lot. Is you're also to be an ambassador of Christ online. And when I read your stuff, I don't see that. If it were like Jesus saying, hey, did you get hacked just now? Because you're not representing your team, Team Jesus, the way that you should, from the way that you say things, from the pictures you post. Because the online world, Facebook, and this is another, Wes sent me a ton of resources on this, Facebook was created to stir things up and to get you hating things because it releases like endorphins and things like that in your mind to get you to come back. And so when you're on there, it's kind of a toxic place. And you need to guard your heart and guard your actions when you're on there. Because just like I said, like the, hey, how are you, could turn into, hey, how are you? Or an innocent comment could turn into something else. And if you're not watching yourself online, you could ruin your representation of Christ online. And so the things I say, I'm going to talk today about being an ambassador, being a representative of something. And this can apply to the online or your real world, that what you do every day, and it's a whole lot easier to kind of mind your P's and Q's when there's someone looking in the eyes and watching you in person versus online. I've seen a quote on Facebook. It's like, this generation has gotten too used to being able to say whatever they want and not being punched in the mouth for it. And that's because online, there's no one there ready to punch you in the mouth. I have seen both non-Christians and Christians be so disrespectful online, lacking love, lacking encouragement, uh, treating people with a lack of dignity online. And it is crazy to me. And like I said, I've been caught in this. This isn't me up on high saying, look at me, I'm the example for everything online. No, that is not the case. I feel like I've grown a ton in that. I don't engage in arguments the way that I used to. I, I've, I've, I've figured things out because I've hurt people online. I've hurt my representation of Jesus online. And I know a lot of you have too. 
So there's a lot of type of different ambassadors. There's political ambassadors, economic ambassadors, business, cultural, goodwill ambassadors. And the Bible says that we are to be spiritual ambassadors everywhere that we go. And that, include, that includes being online. Everywhere that we go. So today we're going to talk about things like the role of an ambassador, the responsibilities of an ambassador, and finally the rewards of being an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So let's get right into it. First, what is my role of being an ambassador? Well, I'm a representative of Jesus. I represent Jesus in this online world. When you log on, it is not necessarily to see the newest TikTok trend or the funny video. When you log online, it's to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ and to represent him as such. You don't want to get online being wearing an ugly cub shirt or eagle stuff. You don't want to represent something that's not good. And you know one of the things about that is I had the wrong voices on there cheering me on. I had people who were wearing, repping the wrong team being like, go TC. Yeah, you're the best. And we get online and we got these people who don't follow Jesus. In fact, there are people online that you know that are trying to destroy Christianity that you let cheer you on. And that's the person like, well, they agreed with me. That person walked away from Jesus, they trash your church, they trash your small group, they trash your leaders, and you're the one that you're letting be like, go, yeah, you're awesome, and then the things that you post aren't anything of Jesus, and you're not representing him online. That's your first thing that you need to do. I am a representative of Jesus in this world. So I want to ask something. What's your calling? Like anyone, anyone feel like they have a calling in this world? Like I am to do this. Like, so for me in high school... Um, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to, to wrestle. And I felt like my calling was to be the greatest high school wrestling coach in the history of the world. That was what I felt like my calling was when I was a lot of your all's ages. So does anyone feel like they have a calling? No one? No one's got a calling? Music? Music? Okay. Chris? You're going to write the greatest rap album ever, aren't you? It's going to go... Quadruple platinum, right? Shane? Football? Say it one more time. Arts? Okay, that's a great one. Also art. We have a lot of creative people here, and that is great because creative people help the kingdom to grow. But if I could tell you this, you may be gifted in that, but that's not your calling. That may be your career, and that may be something you're super passionate about. But your calling is different than your career. We have all been called to represent Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1. God saved us and called us to be his own people. Not because of what we have done, but because his own grace and purpose. We are called to be his people. To be his ambassadors. To represent. So I did a little reading on what it means to be called. And I'm just going to kind of rocket some verses at you here. So if you have time... To, to write them down, that's awesome. If you want my notes, you can have those too. That's cool. Just come to me after, and I, I can get you these notes. Romans 1.7, we are called to be his people. John 15, we are called to be God's friends. 1 Corinthians 1, we are called to be holy. We are called to fellowship. In 2 Corinthians 5, we are called to speak for Christ. Galatians 5, we are called to serve one another. In Colossians 3, we are called to live in peace. Romans 8.29, we are called to become like Jesus for God's purpose. 1 Peter 2, we are called to suffer for him. 1 Peter 3, we are called to bless those who curse us. 1 Timothy 1, we are called to eternal life. And 2 Thessalonians 2 says, we are called to share in his glory. That is your calling. So when you're online as a representative, you are to live out your calling for Jesus Christ. To have fellowship, to be his friends, to speak for Jesus, to stand up for him, to represent him. That doesn't get checked when you hit log in. And too many times, I think that's the thing, we get online and we feel like we can just kind of do whatever we want or we kind of forget about Jesus because this is my world and the real world and Jesus' world is offline. We walk around and represent, but when we get on, we don't have to represent Jesus. I can tell you this, there are a whole lot more eyes on you every day online than that walk around in your schools. Some of you guys have like 3,000 friends and followers and things like that. And those people are looking to, to for the chink in your armor to discredit your walk and your calling with Jesus Christ. But we don't take that seriously. 
We have to take that seriously because as much as, I, I, as, much as I'm online, if social media could go away, I would be 100% fine with that. But it's not going away. Not anytime soon. And we have to learn to be ambassadors in a world that is online. In Philippians 1.27, be sure that you live in a way that brings honor to the good news of Christ. You see, Christ died for us. He died for you. He died for all the people online and in your classes, in the real world, online world, all that stuff. That's the greatest sacrifice in the history of sacrifices in the history of the world. Don't you think you should bring that some honor and some glory in the way that you represent Jesus? But yet we forget about that. We take it for granted. You see, I'm a coach. I did become a coach. Not the greatest coach in the history of coaches. I think I do a decent job, okay? And one of my favorite speeches, especially early in the year, I love to pump up my people. I coach at Francis Howell. I know that may be new for some of you all, but I represent that team as well. And so we get in our little huddle. And I say, you know what? Hey, when you put on the blue and gold and you wear that H on your chest, you represent not only yourself, but you represent your team. And everyone that sweats and bleeds and cries and practice with you every day, you represent them. And even more so, you represent your school. The whole, how all 2,500 students, you represent them. The teachers, the principals, your coaches, you represent them. You represent your family. So when you're out there, you represent your family. And whether you win or lose, you represent them and you need to do them right. You represent everyone else that's ever put on the blue and gold and wore that H on their chest. You represent all of that. Do you do that when you're online? Because it's the same in our relationship with Jesus. You represent you and your walk with Jesus and how you're an ambassador. You represent your family, both your physical family and your church family. You represent them. You represent everyone else that has been clothed with Christ and all the sacrifice and everything that the church has given to make your relationship with God possible. Because you know what? There have been people that have been killed and put in prison and outcast and rejected for their faith so that way you could have a chance because it, representing Jesus meant everything for them. We got to do that online and in the real world. And you guys need to think about that. Remember who you represent. When you're playing a pickup game of basketball, remember who you represent. When you're at the grocery store, when you're at the mall, when you're online, when you're in your classes, when you're frustrated with someone, remember who you represent. Because online, it is so easy, man. I could get in a fight with one of you on Facebook right now. And I could, with one, you guys know it. If you guys know I'm the troll of trolls, like I could, I could get you. And I could send you off the deep end with one thing. Do you need to remember, is this argument on Facebook worth me not representing Christ to the best of my abilities? We're going to mess up, but that doesn't mean you need to lead yourself into that bad place. In Ephesians 4, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So I need to represent Jesus and live a life worthy of that calling online and in person. Number two, an ambassador only re represents someone, but I've been given a mission. And our mission is bigger than any one of us. Our mission is bigger than any single one of us. When you're an ambassador, you're given a mission. You're given a mission for diplomatic reasons. In fact, the embassies are where the ambassadors or work, and they actually call that a permanent mission because you live there, you become a part of that. So the U.S. ambassador to China is on a permanent mission to China, to Brazil, permanent mission, that's where they're at. And we are on a permanent mission here on Earth. Well, until we die, right? A permanent mission. In John 17, in the same way that you, Father, gave me a mission in the world, I also give them a mission. So when you get online... That is still part of your mission. It doesn't get checked at the door. And we need to remember that. And of all the missions on the world, the most important mission of all is this. Helping people get to know God 
and settle their eternal destiny. Because some, you guys are only going to be on the earth 20, for me 20 because I'm old, for you guys 40, 60, 80 years, right? We've only got so much time to carry out this mission. And we need to take it seriously. The Bible says this to Paul. I don't care about my own life. The important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me, to tell other people the good news about God's grace. That's our mission, to tell people the good news about God's grace. And when he said, I don't care, Paul went through it. Some of you guys, this might be the first thing you've ever come to in church. So Paul uh, used to be a dude that did not represent Jesus. He was killing people. He was imprisoning people. And God literally blinded him and knocked him off of his horse. And he said, you know what? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become like, this is a powerful God. Man, this Jesus is real. Even though I killed these people and I beat these people and I did all these things, I spoke against God and Jesus, he still forgave me and he still loved me. And I'm going to clothe myself with Christ. I'm going to represent him everywhere that I go. And you know what? It wasn't easy. It wasn't smooth sailing. He got beat. He got stoned. And it's not like the stone where you're smoking weed. Like, that's not the kind of stone we're talking about. He had big rocks and stones thrown at him. He was left for dead multiple times. He was put in prison multiple times. So he says, I don't care about my own life. I need to represent Jesus. I'm an angry elf. You guys, some of you know this. Some of you have been on the receiving end of my anger. And I apologize for that. I am super sorry. I've grown a lot. I still have my moments. If someone threw a rock at me, game on. I'm going to throw that rock right back at you. Oh, hey, I'm getting text messages. It's probably some of you guys giving me secret words and things like that to say in my lesson. Right? Ah, it's game on. I'm going to throw rocks back. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. But Paul said, hey, I'm an ambassador. So I need to respond the way that Jesus would have me respond. And online, some of you get rocks thrown at you. And what do you do? You don't dust your sandals off and go on to the next thread or whatever. You pick up a rock and you throw it right back. And we don't love. We don't even treat people with dignity. We don't treat people with respect. We don't turn the other cheek. We don't do anything that the Bible says because, hey, we're online. I can just react. And the thing about being online is, is it lets us think that our opinions actually matter. I love all y'all. Some of you, I don't know, but I love you. Your opinion doesn't matter. And no one, not everyone needs to hear it. Because we are clothed with Christ and we need to act like that. So are you going to be able to say on that day, God, hey, I've, my life didn't matter? Because we're going to die. I eat a lot of bacon and steak, so that's probably going to be sooner than later. Um, when I die, am I going to be able to stand before God and say, hey, my life didn't matter. I just wanted to complete the mission. When you stand before God, are you going to be able to say that? God will say, well, what about Facebook? Did it matter then? I saw that you got 20 likes on that comment. Did you represent me? And there's a couple people looking at me, and they're kind of shrugging down. So you've got a mission, and you need to represent Jesus. But here's a big one, okay? I have been given the authority to speak. Oh, authority. I like authority. Authority means I have power, right? You do have power. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you surrender your life to Jesus, Acts 2 says you get the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you have been authorized to speak. You want to know the thing about an ambassador? Is they are authorized to speak. Ambassadors are authorized to speak. They can go into a country and they can represent to the fullest of their ability. All right? And sometimes you don't feel very confident talking with God about other, to other people. You maybe feel insecure online. There's a lot of people watching. I may get rejected. I may get called out because guess what culture says? It's not cool to represent Jesus. Jesus is the guy that says, hey, I think you need to double check that thought on abortion. Right? And the world says, hey, my body, my choice. Right? Or um, I have a lot of friends that say, why don't you play disc golf tournaments on Sundays? Toss me that online. Right? And I could cower down and say, oh, you know, I got busy. No, hey, my church means more to me than disc golf. And it's cool that that's what you want to do. But hey, God's made a difference in my life, and I need to represent him. You may not know what to say. You may not know how to say it. But you're given the authority to seek, 
uh, speak. But God says, you're authorized. You represent me. You're on a mission for me. You just speak to me, and I'm going to empower you to do it. In Matthew 28, the commission, right? The commission. This is our mission. I have been given all authority on heaven and earth. Circle all authority. Circle it, okay? You write it down. Write it down on your things. Whatever you need to do. All authority. Therefore, go to all my people everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I commanded you. And I will be with you always. When he says, I have been with you, I am empowering you, I am authorizing you to go make disciples, to baptize people, to teach them how to do that. If you go off on someone on Facebook, or you post a picture of you in a, a crop top with super short shorts, or guys, you get in a fight about some sports and you're just ripping someone to shreds, is that any authorization? Is that what you've been given to do? Are you teaching people? Are you making disciples? Are you leading people to get baptized and surrender their life? This is our mission. This is our mission, online and offline. He said, I have given you all authority to speak. So like I said, ambassadors, there's a word. Uh, if anyone knows us, I'll give them a dollar because I got my $62 back, so I got a few. It's kind of burning a hole in my pocket. Thank you, Rosemary. I got my money back. A word, plenty of potentiary. Anybody? No one with a word of the day toilet paper that has plenty of potentiary on there? All right, cool. It's a Latin phrase that means full power. In disc golf, we'll say, give it the full send. You have full power, you can send it out. And a plenty of potentiary is someone who is authorized to represent the government with offers without having to check back with the government. John Adams and Benjamin Franklin, during the Revolutionary War, when they would go across, because they didn't have like email and all that stuff, they were given full power to represent the, the upcoming United States when they negotiated with France and different things like that. They didn't have to call back and say, hey, they offered us this, this, or to go back on a ship and then come back on a ship again. They were given full power. Like when I'm online or when I'm on the phone and I got a dispute with my bill, right? I call, uh, I'm with Spectrum Mobile. Spectrum Mobile, hey, I have this bill of whatever, um, well, the, the person on the other line says, I don't know if I'm authorized to do that. Well, can I talk to the person who's authorized to do that? Um, yeah, so they'll send me to the manager. And the manager's like, I don't know. If hey, can I speak to Mr. Spectrum, please? I need to speak to the person that's authorized to do that. And the disciples of Jesus Christ, you've been authorized to speak for Jesus Christ as long as you're living under his authority. And as long as you stay under his authority. But too many times we get on there and it's about our authority and about what we want. Historically, people who have this ability, guess what they're called? Ministers. Oh, right? The minister of state or the minister of commerce, the prime minister, the minister of foreign affairs for you Harry Potter people, the minister of magic. Right? Those people have given authority to speak for something. You have been called to be a minister, whether you ever get paid for it or not. Online and offline, we are speaking for Jesus. So when you don't speak for Jesus, what do you think the other people think about you? What do they think about your Jesus? They think he's a joke. Because if he doesn't make a difference in all aspects of your life, he's a joke. Is Jesus dying on the cross for you? Is that a joke? Is that something to laugh about, take it lightly? No. We need to represent him to the best of our ability. You are a minister. The Bible teaches this over and over again. You are authorized to speak on his behalf. And there's another thing, and if you get a chance, listen to Ronnie's second class from just a, like right before this. It's awesome. He actually talks about the same thing. Number four, I serve in a foreign culture. I'm an ambassador in a foreign culture. If you are a believer, your home is not here on earth. Your home is in heaven. And that's where you need to have your identity. Like I said, you're only going to spend a few years here, and you need to make the most of it. You're going to spend a few trillion years in eternity with God. Does that make sense? And we trade that one little thing here, that argument, that feeling, that emotion, that online interaction, we trade that in for eternity. 
Does that make sense? If you're on Shark Tank, that's like the worst deal possible for you. And we do it. In fact, we often live in enemy territory. We live in a culture that wants to destroy Christianity. And I'm, I'm not trying to bag on a group of people, like progressive people, liberal people, 20 years ago, we just want equal rights. That was the, the motto, the war cry. We just want equal rights. We just want to be equal with you all. Okay? Now in our culture, they not only want equal rights, they want to take away and destroy Christianity. Some of these groups and things that you look at online that are so popular, if you go into what they believe, they verbatim say women's rights and abortions. They say, um, we want to destroy the nuclear family. We want to deconstruct that idea. Do you know what the nuclear family is? It's God's design for a family, a husband and a wife and kids that honor God. But yet when we get online, we represent and we pair ourselves with them because we don't know what we're posting. We repost something because it sounds cool and we put zero context of what that means to us. There are people who sometimes they post things that are maybe a little bit lightning rod. But to their credit, they post what it means to them and what it means to the gospel. And at least they're clarifying that stuff and saying, hey, I may not agree with everything that this person says and the way that they do it. But hey, this is cool because it supports the Bible. And this makes religious freedoms and our ability to share the gospel even easier. Because they're trying to represent, the thing they're trying to do is represent Jesus Christ. First Peter 1, if you call God your father, live your time as temporary residents on this earth. If I said that there's $10,000 hiding in this room right now, but you got five seconds to find it. Who's going to get up and start running around trying to find the $10,000? Because you have a short amount of time. And that's what God says is there's a reward waiting for you at the end of your time, but you've only got so much time to find it. Don't waste your time. Jesus said, what Jesus is saying here is don't get too comfortable living in this world. You're just an ambassador. And we get far, far too comfortable living in this world. Mackie said it last night. He has, what, 10 cars? Is that what he said? Mackie has 10 cars and the most expensive garbage disposal of all time. <laughs> right? And he said, don't get too comfortable. You, hear, and some of, you don't have to raise hands for this. Who here has ever been on the brink of starvation where they're going to die? Nobody, right? Not a single person here. Right? And we've all had crappy things happen and terrible things happen to us. Right? But we are lucky here on earth. We're comfortable society. Mackie said we, we consume 40% of the world's goods last night. We're comfortable. But Jesus says, don't get sucked into this myth that's all there is is the here and now. Don't forget your role. Don't forget your calling. When you're online, you only have so much time. When you're in the real world, you only have so much time to be an ambassador your role is to represent me, to fulfill your mission, and to speak with authority, but you're doing it in foreign territory. You're doing it in enemy territory. People are constantly looking for reasons to destroy you. Have you ever thought about this? Why don't when you get baptized, right, you, you go under the water. Hey, I'm going to baptize you for the forgiveness of your sins, all authority by Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. When you come up, you're going to be a new person. Zoom. Beam up. You ever wonder why you just don't get beamed up? Because you have a role here. You have a role to keep telling people about Jesus. You have an, you're an ambassador. There are only two things in heaven you can't do. Two things. Number one, you can't sin. It's the perfect place. We're going to be worshiping Jesus. It's going to be love. It's going to be a lot of different things. We can't sin in heaven. You can sleep. You can rest. You can have fellowship with other people. You can pray. You can worship. You can be creative. My artist people, you can be creative in heaven but you can't sin. You know, the other thing you can't do in heaven? Share your faith. You can't share your faith in heaven. Why? Anyone want to answer that? You're already in heaven. You're already there. So which one of those two things have you been left here on earth to do? Sin or share your faith and represent Jesus? Because when I get online, I see a whole lot of sin, a whole lot of not representing Jesus. A whole lot of not thinking about 
what Christ would have you do and the way that you represent him. The role of an ambassador. I am a representative. I am authorized to speak. I've been given a mission. And this is foreign territory. I am here. But how do we live in it? How do we go? I'm going to give you a few things. Three things. First, I must be an example. I must be the example online sometimes. Because sometimes even when our brothers and sisters are acting a fool, i got to be the example. Whether that's a private message saying, hey, have you thought about this? The way that this could come across? Or whether it be posting, hey, hey, I love Jesus and I love you and blah, 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 whatever it is. You are set and you are called to be an example. God wants you to know that. In 1 Peter 2, people who do not believe are living all around you. That's kind of obvious, right? The culture is that. And you might say you're doing wrong. So live such good lives that they see the good things that you do and will give glory to God. Like I said, people all around you, they don't believe in Jesus, but they're looking for reasons to not believe in Jesus. Because if they believe in Jesus, they've got to look at themselves and say, what I'm doing is not the right thing. So if I can discredit you because of a comment you make, a picture you do, an argument, an attitude that you get online, if I can discredit you because you're not being an ambassador, that means I don't got to look at me. I don't got to look at me being my own God, set my own standards, set my own whatever. I don't have to look at that because I'm going to discredit you. And it's a whole lot easier to discredit you than to discredit myself. And we are to be an example. You know, one of the things that ambassadors say when they're in another country, the hardest thing to do is they're never off duty. They don't have the nine to five. They don't have a nine to five job that says when I go in, I punch in, and when I leave, I'm no longer an ambassador, I go back to my house. They're never off duty. So when they go out to a restaurant, if someone knows they're an ambassador, they gotta represent the US of A to the best of their abilities because guess what? If you get online, you see a lot of people that rip on Americans for being ignorant, for being whatever. That's the, rep, uh, that's the rep we have around the world, is that we're arrogant, we're selfish, and we consume everything. And so you know what? We've earned that in some ways. But they don't want to feed into that, so they've got to be a representative. So even if the waiter is treating them like garbage, they can't just go off and tee off on them. You know who I am? I'm an ambassador of the United States of America. We're undefeated in wars, and you can't talk to me like that. That's not what they can do. They have to represent what if you lived your life like that? Well, there's no, when I log on, or when I log on, I can clock out, and when I log off, I can clock back in, because when I'm out in the real world, I represent Jesus, but when I'm online, I'm off duty. What if you lived your life at 24-7, 365, and every four years, you, get a, you don't get a skip day in there, there's 366 or 356 or whatever in that day, year because of the leap year. What if we had that everywhere that we went? Everywhere we go, we represent Jesus. We have no off time. So we die to our emotions, we die to the things, we don't pick rocks, rocks back up and throw them at people. What if we did that? What if we were the example? We have to do that online. People are watching you all the time, so you must set the example. So what does your life say about God to the people around you? What is your life? What is the way you represent yourself? Would they say that's a disciple right there? That's a disciple. Let that sink in. You are a representative online. You are to set the examples. Number two, I'm going to share the message. An ambassador shares the message. They negotiate peace. Ambassadors are sent to sign the treaty. Ambassadors are sent to bring reconciliation. Did you know that the Bible says that you're a minister of reconciliation? It's true. You are online and offline. When you're online, what's the message you're sharing? That my dance is the best, right? Whatever the online dance is. Are you saying what? My Jesus is the greatest thing in the world. And I'm not saying... You beat Jesus into people. So that's not always the time and the place, but we're building relationships online to share Jesus with people. It's not an accident that God turn, chose the term ambassador to refer to you. We want to help people make peace with God. In 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Anyone who is joined to Christ, clothed with Christ, becomes a new person. The old is gone. All your past like I said, my past, I was a bad dude. Women, just being a jerk, 
being rude, being selfish, being a drunk, all that stuff is washed away. It's, you get a chance to start over. And some of you, you're young, you don't really even grip the things that you've done in your life and how God's forgiven you. Some of you are old and you can look back on, man, my God is huge because I've been a screw-up. And God's forgiven me of so much. All this is done by God, not by you, but by God, who through Christ changed us from enemies into his friends and gave us a task of making others his friends too. Our message is that God was making all human beings his friends through Christ. God did not keep an account of our sins. He forgave them, and he's given us the message which tells us how to make other people his friends. So when you're online, you are to share his message. How are you doing that? I'm not saying you need to preach like the angry Bible, repent, turn or burn, and do stuff like that. But when you're online, how are you representing him? What is the message you're sending to people? Like I said, give it the full send. And the third responsibility is I must show love. I must show love. You know, one of the things that's really held back Christianity for a really long time, uh, and I know for me, is that we don't show love. Like Ronnie said in his class, I, I may be right, but the way I say it and my pride in which I handle it makes me wrong. We have to show love. And like I said, I'm an angry elf. I've hurt a lot of people with just being brash and being fired up for Jesus. And I felt like I was doing it for the right reasons, but I lacked love. And you know what the Bible says? When you lack love in things, it's like you're a noisy gong. Have you ever heard one of those gongs? The big, like the Japanese ceremonial gong like that, and it, it goes? How would you like that if you were talking and having a conversation with someone? You're at dinner, and you're out on a date, and someone just standing there, dong, dong, dong. That's what we sound like when we lack love. We get annoying, and I would want to be as far away from the gong banger as I could get. I would be as far away from this as I could get. You must show love to everyone. So why must an ambassador of Jesus Christ show love to everyone? Because God is love. God is love. And if you show anything but love, you're not representing Jesus. You're not being like God. You're not being like Christ. So how do I show love to the people in my life, online, the people that I work with, my neighbors, my family, my coworkers, my enemy, my boss? How do I do that? The first way is, is I show love by using my life online to meet the needs of other people. I'm online. When I am online, I am looking to the needs of other people. I am looking for ways to connect them with Jesus. And this is where I've grown in this. So when COVID started, a friend of mine, he worked at a nursing home, right? And COVID ran rampant through his nursing home. I'm talking like 40 people died in a matter of like 10 days at his nursing home. And he posted this thing, God, and he didn't say God, he said, man, these last few weeks, I'm at the end of my rope. I am, I don't know what to do. I'm, I feel lost. I feel all this stuff. And I looked at that and I could have just scrolled on, right? But I said to our church, it's like, hey, what if we just bought him lunch? And just send it there and say, hey, this is from the Crossings Church. God's been good to us. We want to be good to you. Just, just pass it on. And, and we, so everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we raised the money for a catered Chick-fil-A, the Lord's Chicken, right? And, and 30 minutes, like not even 30, like 10 minutes, I feel like. We needed like 350 bucks. And our members just, hey, I got 20 on that. I got 50 on that. I got whatever. This guy went out of his way. He posted about our church. He posted about stuff. And I can tell you, being a, a, a disciple and being a disc golfer don't always match. Right? A lot of disc golfers, they smoke weed. They criticize me. Those, some of those same people, I don't trust someone who doesn't drink. Those are some of the same people that have said that stuff to me. Um, I get crap because I don't play uh, tournaments on Sundays, things like that. Not because I don't want to. It's because I, 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 not because I can't. It's because I don't want to. I'd rather be serving Jesus on those days. But I can tell you that's one of the things that kind of knocked down some barriers with the people and have opened doors for conversations with people. And I'm not saying this to brag on myself. I'm really not. 
uh, Carrie started playing disc golf like a year ago. And he'll start talking to people about me. And they'll say, like, man, TC's such a great dude. He says, but that, I feel like it really started with that Chick-fil-A thing. That really knocked down some barriers with people. And so again, I have many, many flaws. But that was something that God did because I was online and I was looking to meet someone else's needs. So when you're on there and you see your friend post something weird or sad, are you trying to serve their needs? Are you just looking for the next funny video, the next funny meme, the next whatever? Get on there and meet someone's needs. That's the way that you can love them. First Thessalonians 2. We loved you so much. He's talking to the people in Thessalonica that we gave you not only God's good news, um, but our own lives as well. They gave our, their own lives because they were looking at them, they had needs, and says, you know what, my life is your life. I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to love you. Do you do that online? The second way you show love is by giving respect to everyone. Now, here's the famous line. I'll give respect when they show respect. Show me the Bible verse for that. I got all $62 in my pocket that Mackie gave me back on that one. 62 bucks. I'm telling you, this money is burning a hole in my pocket. Show me the Bible verse that says, when I get respect, I'll show respect. You ain't going to find it. You are not going to find it. Jesus was disrespected constantly in his ministry. His disciples were disrespected constantly in their ministry. And God said, hey, or Jesus said, if it happens to me, it's going to happen to you. So when you get disrespected online, how do you respond? You respond in love and showing them respect even when they don't deserve it. And do you know why? Because God values every person, even the scumbags, even the Democrats, even the Republicans, even whoever else, the people that don't agree with you, God loves them and he values them. And they say, when you don't value them the way that God did when he created them, you're not showing love. In 1 Peter 2:17, treat everyone you meet with dignity. It doesn't say treat everyone you like with dignity. It doesn't say you meet everyone you agree with politically. It doesn't say everyone who voted the same way as you, who support the same thing as you. You may not use sarcasm, guilty, to slice and dice those people and to rip them down because they disagree with you. Treat everyone with dignity. Love your spiritual family and revere God and respect the government. Whoa. Respect the government. But Joe Biden did this. Right? Trump did this. The city of St. Louis or O'Fallon did this. So I can disrespect them. No, that's not what he said. He said, give Rome, give Caesar what Caesar's, respect the government, do your business because that doesn't stop you from being a disciple. Even if Christianity is made illegal, even if you get banned from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or Snapchat or any of those other ones, respect the government. Do your business as a disciple. Represent me because you represent me and not the government, not any party, not any group, not any um, uh, social justice movement. You represent me first and foremost at all times. You don't get to clap back just because you're upset. You get that? You don't get to clap back. Why? Because you represent Jesus. Number three. I must show love by building bridges. Ambassadors build bridges. They reconcile peace and relationship. They're not there to build walls. And too many times when we don't represent Jesus, you know what happens? Wall, 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 and then one more behind me, wall, and we're completely closed off from the world. We are meant to build bridges. First Corinthians chapter 9 tells us this. Whatever a person is like, I try to find common ground with them. It doesn't matter if they're a different culture, different political party, different whatever. We find common ground with them. When I'm on Facebook, I'm trying to find something that I can say, you know what? Hey, we got a little common ground here. Let's have a talk. 
Let's hang out. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go play around a disc golf. Let's do something. We got a little common ground. Let's start right there with God's message. But when we throw up walls and we rip people down, there is zero common ground. You have nothing to stand on with anyone else. We have to build bridges. We have to build relationship. You are online to be an ambassador. You are online to build relationships. You are on a mission. We are to love people in that mission. So what's the reward? We talked about the roles. We talked about the responsibilities. What's the reward? Colossians 3. Whatever you do, always do it with all your heart. Whatever you do, do it with your heart. So if, it's, if you're working at Taco Bell, do it with all your heart. Who here wants to be enthusiastic about working at Taco Bell? God says do it with all your heart. If you're cutting grass at a golf course, do it with all your heart. If you're on a sports team, if you're online, do it enthusiastically. Do it with all your heart. That's why we're online, and there's a reward for that. As though you're working for the Lord, not for people. Remember that the Lord will give you, as a reward, the inheritance he has kept for his people. For Christ is the real master you serve. You know, the second you get into heaven, two seconds, you're going to cry out, why did I place so much importance on Facebook and Snapchat? You're going to get to heaven, and you're going to be like, wow, this is what I worked for. This is whatever. You're going to cry out, holy, holy, holy God, you're mighty, you're awesome. You saved me from a life of sin and internal torment. Let's not trade that in for an interaction on, online, posting a picture, because, girl, you cute. Or letting the, the people who have walked away from God cheer us on in our ungodliness and say, you know what, wearing your Cubs stuff, that was awesome. Welcome to the team. Wearing your Eagles stuff. Yeah, we won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Welcome to the team. We're the winning team. Well, I can tell you this, for 2,000 years, Jesus has been the winning team. He's undefeated. And we don't want to trade that in for what the culture says that we should do and what we should represent. It's so much bigger than us. We have a mission. We are here speaking love. You've been authorized to speak for Jesus as long as you're living for Jesus, whether that be in the real world or online. You are an ambassador. Act like it. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, Lord, I want to thank you for, for Jesus. Because without him, I'd be stuck and dead in my sin. I would be enslaved. And God, the things I was doing, I don't even know if I'd be alive today. You have given me a message You've been giving me a mission, and I'm going to do it in love. God, help me to love people, but also in humility, help me to surrender back to you because I know I'm going to mess up. I'm going to know I'm going to need help. God, help me. Help me to even when I mess up, even if someone comes to me and talks to me, help me to, in humility to realize that my mission is bigger than me and bigger than anything that I want, God. I thank you for these people coming here. There's a lot of other things they could be doing this weekend, but they chose to grow. They chose to get closer to you. And they chose to say, you know what? Even though the culture's big and even though it's scary, I'm going to cancel culture in my life so I can live every day for you, God. I thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.